Hello, I'm Jeremy. That is SP3. This is FMC. It is Tuesday. We are a half hour late because SP3 said he needed to sleep in and get more rest after Russell Westbrook tried to take Joel Embiid off the dribble and failed. SP3 on the bright side. Last night, the Lakers defeated the Houston Rockets. And if you flip the standings, the Houston Rockets are the best team in the league. So that's a good win for the Lakers. Quality. Quality win. Um, you you addressed what I like to call the Los Angeles screw job. Um, I sent you <laughs> the video evidence. LeBron James who retweeted the video evidence of Joel Embiid acting like me and my kids out going to the park and holding Russell Westbrook's hand while he crosses the street to try to get the win. And you call that, oh, Russell Westbrook, you, you know, take away your 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 biasness against Russell Westbrook. What? Okay, but, what? no. And tell me. I love Russell Joel Westbrook. Joel Embiid did not hold his hand like you're he taking did. your youngest stepchild to the store. <laughs> he did. It was 100, he grabbed him by the wrist and just tried to prevent him from doing anything he was trying to do. He 100% like, just fouled him. They should have and called that's that. Two. Called that's something. twice. That's twice in in what four games? The Dallas game at the end of the game when when, when oh, yeah, he, he fouled that. Yeah. Who, who fouled Tim Hardaway Jr. He definitely yeah. fouled or Denwitty. He definitely fouled uh, what is, Troy Brown on that shot. What what is going on? <laughs> like 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 I, I I'm all for I'm not gonna go on the limb like the person like the tweet I sent you where they were like why is the NBA trying to prevent the Lakers from winning? I'm not gonna go that far, but we can legitimately say. Those were fouls that were not called. And then the NBA, this whole, this whole, oh, going back and recapping and reporting, do the, 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 the post game the report. Two, the last two minute it, report is bullshit. It's Absolute so BS. Bullshit. It's so BS. It's like, it's like someone gets their, gets their, their taxes wrong. And then, and then the person comes behind them and just fixes everything and just be like, oh, no, he didn't get it wrong. You know, this is, this was actually how it was. No, that's total. BS and I'm over this. I I am now until until the referees referee actually Laker games and call fouls. I am I am boycotting talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. So now that we have talked about the Los Angeles Lakers here, we can get into what was a spectacular NFL wildcard weekend. LeBron James tweeting foul conspiracy theory videos and just saying they told me they're not gonna call it come on this dude's gotta get off twitter this dude he's gotta he's gotta get to the front office and start yelling at them some more to make some trades no twitter twitter Twitter. fingers it's twitter fingers it's all this era is it's all the era of twitter fingers it is it is um I feel bad for Russell Westbrook. What honestly happened here is like, why isn't Darvin Ham calling a timeout? Why the moment he sees Russell Westbrook cross the half court line with the ball, just no timeout. Yeah, timeout. I, I, I would have called uh, timeout too because he I, did not even look towards LeBron and LeBron. He didn't look towards. And he saw LeBron. a bead. He saw a bead. And he saw like, oh, I got a big on me. I can take him off the. Let me tell you, 
I love Russell Westbrook. You're trying to slander and act like I don't love Russell Westbrook, who's one of my favorite players of all time and gave me arguably the greatest season in OKC Thunder history, regular season. Playoffs haven't been much better. Uh, But arguably the greatest regular season in Thunder history. I love Russell Westbrook. This man wasn't taking people off the dribble like this in his prime. He can blow by guys, sure. But like when he starts trying to cross over and stuff, I remember the All-Star game. All-Star game, he's sizing up Anthony Davis. This is get prime Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis, he made the All-Star game, so he wasn't as injured that season, I guess. I was prime. He's trying to take he's trying to take Anthony Davis off the dribble in the All-Star game. And same thing happened, just lost the ball. Ru- Russell Westbrook ain't got a bag. Okay. He does not have a bag at all. He's got he's got like a sleeping blanket. You know, he can he could get he can blow by guys if they're like asleep, but he ain't got like a bag full of tricks in it or anything like that. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. All I will say is that the NBA, I am boycotting you. I am boycotting. I'm not going to tweet about the NBA. I tweet so much about the Los Angeles Lakers that my you chat said that I was from Los Angeles, California. So I will not be tweeting about the LA Lakers or the NBA until they start refereeing, until they actually get referees instead of these blind these blind store attendants who whose whose rate of item stole is at a record high. Oh my god, I feel like I'm working at it, Victoria's Secret again. <laughs> How do you feel like you're working at Victoria's Secret? Like? Because you, I worked with a whole bunch of blind attendants that made our store one of the most stolen from in New York City. If the referees are like actually fixing things, which I don't think they are, they're definitely not. They're doing it wrong, right? Adam Silver is giving them terrible advice. This would never fly on David Stern's watch. Agreed. David Stern would be like, "LeBron's, we got to make sure LeBron's in the playoffs. What are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, I will prevent trades to the Los Angeles Lakers, but I'm not going to prevent them from winning. What are we yeah. doing here? Like, he's going to talk to the referees. Like, come on, guys. Do, do we have to have one of you making bets on the side to make the Lakers win again? Like, come on. What are we doing here? Adam Silver, he's he's got it wrong. Like the Sixers are fine; they'll make the playoffs. They're in they're middle of the pack East. They're okay. Like we need the Lakers to get some wins here so LeBron can make the playoffs. Adam Silver's got to send down some type of memo to these refs and be like, "Look, second half of the season, we got to start calling a little bit more on these other teams. We cannot afford to go two straight seasons without LeBron in the playoffs. We we got to fix this, guys. We got to fix this. Adam Silver, do something about this." LeBron's out here subtweeting you on Twitter. You got to do something about this, Adam Silver. Fix your damn refereeing to ensure that LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers make the playoffs. Like, what am I supposed to talk about for the next couple of months if we're just going to screw them out of wins? That should be them. You know you know what type of rant I would have had if we would have won those two games? Oh, my God. We would be getting views up because my rant would be so ridiculous that people would be clipping me for Los Angeles Laker profiles on Twitter. They would be clipping me like he is the representation of the Los Angeles Lakers. Now I'm just the representation of how the NBA referees are trash. They are absolute trash. I'm done with this. When you're screwing over Russell Westbrook, who doesn't need help getting himself screwed over, 
You are this is this is like a new low for the NBA referees. This is preposterous. Preposterous. <sighs> you, you're, done, you're done talking about the Lakers. Hey, we got a W last night. We we, a, we, we, we ended win. our losing. We ended a, our losing streak. That's all I care about. A great win over the Houston Rockets. Like I said, you flipped the standings. Hey, the hey, Rockets. Hey, hey, the hey, best team in the league. Hey, you need to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. That is that's, true. That's, 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 at this point, I, they just need to at, beat any teams. As a Los Angeles Lakers fan who lived through the, the Kobe and Shaq era when we used to beat all the great teams and lose to the Bulls and all the trash teams at the be- at the bottom of the roster. When we are a bad Los Angeles Lakers team, you need to beat the bad teams, and at least we did that last night. You need to beat any teams you can beat right now. Cause... And congratulations to LeBron James, second player all time to reach 38 38- uh, the thirty-eight thousand points. We are just, we are just Aww. mere, we are mere, oh, like two weeks. We're like two weeks away at that, maybe that. I don't even, probably less. We're probably two weeks away from history being made. We just need the Lakers to win on that path to history being made. He should pass the ball more. No. We need all these points right now. Until Anthony Davis comes back or we make a trade, we need LeBron to keep doing what he's doing. The we, Two of our losses, two of our, you know, three in a row, I think it was, four in a row, I think it was, were because of the referee. So I can't even say it was because LeBron was shooting too much. I, I used that excuse when we were 2-12 and 12 to start the season. But now we need him to do everything he's doing right now. Good luck to your Los Angeles Lakers. The trade deadline's in a couple of weeks. Oh, God. I'm excited. Trade deadline. That's my time to shine. Love the trade deadline. That is. That's when That's when the Thunder's going to get a bunch of more picks. Going to get a couple I, more picks around. We don't, need, we don't need to do anything. We don't need to do anything. We might do a trade deadline special. Let's see what time like it actually is and what my schedule's like. But we might do a trade deadline special if you're, if you're up for it. Uh, we don't need any more picks. I legitimately don't think that OKC's going to make a single trade. I don't, don't think they're think gonna so. make any trade now because I, I, I think I think I think you probably said that last season, and I think they did make it like uh, uh, just to get a draft pick or something. Didn't they? Yeah, they might have just got like a second, <laughs> but they didn't make they didn't make like any type of. You know, people were talking about Moscow is gonna get traded, Kenrich Williams gonna get traded. Like none of these guys got traded last season. I don't think any of these guys are gonna get traded this season. Like, youngest team in the league. Just we don't even have our second overall pick from this past season. Just. Keep with this timeline. You're gonna get better. You're gonna get better, regardless. You got check coming back. You're gonna get. You have more draft picks coming up in the summer. You're gonna get. Oh, you're gonna We're not gonna nothing. lose a game ever again. Uh, like just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say all of that, but I would yeah, say the next again. the next five years, y'all are a top five seed in the West. We're not gonna lose in the next five years. We might not lose. You want to put years. money on that? No, no. <laughs> We're not, we're not gonna lose ever again. You know why we're not gonna lose? I could have I could have hit that nice parlay if you yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done betting. <laughs> Taking way too many L's. My free money's about to run out, and after that, I ain't using real money. <laughs> you know why we're not gonna lose ever again, though, SP3? Why? Look at this beautiful oh my god, beautiful man. Look at that hair. Look at this hair flowing. Oh, I'm in love with this man, SB3. His Australian accent just swooning, swooning over Joshua Giddy, 
the triple doubles. Why, why couldn't we have pictures of Joel Embiid holding Russell Westbrook's hand? That's why I sent you the tweet so you could take a screen cap. Oh, well, you got, we got pictures of Josh Giddy though. Cares about that? Yeah. What are we because doing? look how beautiful he is. What are we doing? What do you think he uses in his hair? I don't know. I mean, do you, do he, you think he goes like basic, like head and shoulders? You think it's a little bit like part? He, he looks uh. like Earth to Australian you. That's fair. I'll take that. <laughs> Earth Let's, two. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Josh Giddy and ask if he, he uses if he didn't if he did have to write about you know a certain business and he, he could he can make you know shots and had court vision that'd be you. I do have court vision. You do? Oh, well, yeah. I've never seen you on the court. That's to be fair. I can pass. I, I got on. I got I got no bag either. Decent shooter. Uh. De- decent tight. I got I got the float game going. Like I, I'm, like floaters. I'm a, I'm a three and D floaters. type of guy. No. I, I can D up. White people got to play defense. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get playing time. <laughs> you don't get playing time if you white if you don't play defense and you can't shoot the ball. Yeah. And you either got to be like an elite shooter or you gotta you gotta play some defense and yeah. yeah. You gotta have or that you dog just, in you. Or you just gotta be Josh Giddy. Yeah, or you can be Josh Giddy or Luca Dante. Great at everything. I said, you know, I called them white magic to in our season preview. It might have been a little low, honestly. Like we, I don't think we've ever seen anybody like Josh Giddy, like Michael Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, LeBron James. Oh my God, you're ridiculous. Like, none of these Please guys stop. compare. Stop. If, if if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron James and Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird just had a giant orgy and they could procreate and a kid came out, that would be Josh Giddy. Why? Huh? <laughs> what are that, we doing here? That would be Josh Giddy. No, it wouldn't. Why do, we, why do we still, we've gone legitimately three minutes with this picture up. What are we doing? We're going to spend the whole show with it. Look at this beautiful man. Oh God. Oh my God! We people, I'm trapped. What are we doing? Look at him. No, you don't want to. You don't. You don't want to fuck this man. As <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, the NBA fucked him by getting drafted to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I'm good. Oh, there you. No, they put him in the best position possible. We are now how beautiful about, he is. Ladies and gentlemen, this show has gone from basketball <laughs> to trash reality to fucking Josh Giddy. Jeremy, Jeremy on live national YouTube. Just let everybody know he wants to fuck the man that is averaging 17 uh 16 points, eight rebounds, and six assists. Good numbers for for you know. What look check out his numbers since like December. Since December, oh man, oh, oh, Josh Giddy, the December numbers, the December numbers. Uh, He didn't didn't play too well against uh, Dallas on January 9th. He had ten points on four twelve, but he had a triple double against Miami. He had twenty five and ten against Chicago. He had twenty eight and and nine and nine against Brooklyn. So I'll give it. I'll give it to the boy. He's playing. He's balling out. I'll give you his actual his his stats. Stats here. Since I December. gave you the year stats, I gave you sixteen points, eight rebounds. I gave you his averages. Average since December, forty-eight percent, 
Well, no, we ain't specifying here. We ain't yeah, put, since we ain't December. Put certain, certain numbers. Come on, what are we doing here? Since since December, seventeen points, eight rebounds, six assists, forty percent from three, fifty percent from the field. This man. That's just slightly better than his year number. What are we doing man, here? Look oh, at God. this man. Oh, Look God. at this man, SP3. Oh, my God. Fin- finally, it took it took Luis uh, five comments to finally have a good one. Uh, he says, FJG greater than FMC. That is true. We have now changed the name to FJG. Fucking Josh Giddy. We are the fucking Josh Giddy show. They over they, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy's fucking book has become overbooked. He is. He is. He is fightful. He is trying to fight off Jeremy. That is what. That's how he became <laughs> overbooked because Jeremy is trying to overbook his booty hole. Trying to fuck this man. What are we doing? Look how beautiful he is. The hair just flowing. Oh man, I, I am jealous that he has hair like that. <laughs> my miss, my missus would enjoy if I had hair like that. <laughs> We're never losing again. We're never losing again. Because you have not with Josh Kitty on this. You team. have an Australian unicorn that is the the love child of Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and Magic Johnson, and Michael Jordan, and LeBron James, and, and Larry Michael Bird, Jordan, and Larry Bird, and LeBron James. They all got together at giant and, and, orgy, and, and they had an orgy yeah. where they all where they all ejaculated into a cup and mixed it with an Australian woman with beautiful hair, <laughs> and out came Josh Giddy. Yes, twenty exactly. years ago, twenty yeah. years ago, twenty one exactly years what, ago, because this is a new exactly year. 20, 20, in two thousand two. This all happened in two thousand two before LeBron James was even drafted into the NBA when he was a junior making uh, making pay-per-views because I saw him his junior year on pay-per-view. That's the first time I saw LeBron James. So before he even got drafted, when the Cleveland Cavaliers were all like, oh, you know, why we need this kid? Why we need this kid? We got Ricky Davis getting triple doubles because he missed shots on purpose. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite moments in the NBA. Yo, yo, people just... don't know. People don't know how good it wasn't Cleveland it was to watch because of the stupid <laughs> they were doing that year before LeBron came. They don't realize how good it wasn't it was. even missing shots on purpose. He literally went for a layup on his own basket <laughs> to get the rebound. It wasn't even like he was shooting at the right basket no. to miss this shot. No, on he literally he literally took the ball out of him. Everybody went up yeah. the court and he did like dance <laughs> on his own basket, got the rebound. It was like, hey, he got a triple double. Just <laughs> dribbling up. Ricky Davis is one of my all like if Davis I had to make an all NBA just entertainment team, Ricky Davis. <laughs> Darius Miles. Oh, Darius uh, Miles. Absolutely. Darius Miles, Quentin you know Richardson. Come yeah. on. You know, that's my favorite Clipper team. I don't care what anybody says. Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, Lamar Odom, <laughs> Elton Brand. Like, it was, just, it was just gold together. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some of these trash teams, like, if you go back, it, early 2000 trash teams. I take those over some of the good teams nowadays because they were just entertaining. Cavs, the bull, the the baby bulls, man, the baby bulls was so much fun. 
the trash teams nowadays like don't have any swag or no. anything. Like what what are the Spurs doing? Like no one wants to actually like, watch them play. The Rockets, the Rockets are just a mess. Eric Gordon's just criticizing everybody. What happened the to Jalen Green? Jalen Green had some swag last season, but it yeah. don't seem like he has it anymore or that Eric Gordon has yelled it out of him. I don't know. <laughs> the Hornets, like you think Lamelo has like something, but they're even they're like just boring to watch. I blame Gordon Hayward. He's too white for that team. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else uh, is a bad? The Magic, the Magic got Franz Wagner. He's not bad. They, they got they got a little bit of swag to them, but nothing like those Clippers teams. No. Like that. And how dare people see Luis? You were on a good streak. You had one good comment out of five, and now you're one for six. Baby fools were fun to watch, not because they were good. <laughs> they were fun to watch because they had actual charisma, yet they were trash. Like that's what we're talking about here. You you have to have your level of entertainment, charisma, and bravado up here, but your ability is down here. That's a perfect balance, in my opinion. That's how things, you know, things yeah. balance out. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the Clippers, the Clippers legitimately would be down by 25 and make a three and just. <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter. <laughs> didn't, didn't matter. matter. They're still celebrating and popping off. Did not matter to them. Baby Bulls could finally be beating the Los Angeles Lakers, but Brad Miller got getting into a fight with Shaquille O'Neal. Like that's, <laughs> that's the type of stuff. We that like true basketball fans like me and Jeremy. That's the stuff that lives in your memories. That was 20 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. But I remember that stuff vividly because they were these trash teams were on another a different level from today's trash teams. The NFL playoffs were this past week. SP3. Wild card, super wild card weekend. That's what they called it. Um, a lot of games, you know, we had the Bengals over the Ravens in one of the dumbest play calls in NFL history that got returned for a 98 yard, technically fumble recovery. Ravens had that. They had a shot, man. And yeah. then they just, I don't know what that was. I don't know what, uh, what Huntley was, was trying to do with the ball. Just, he tried to, you know, Trevor Lawrence did it, but Trevor Lawrence is like six, six and didn't have everybody stacked on the line like that. Just terrible. Trevor Lawrence, that, 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 that two point Michael Jordan conversion. Yeah, that was, that was, that was straight up space jam. That was amazing. Yeah. Watch. Now Lamar didn't play, but like they were in that game. They had a chance to go up at least six, possibly seven. And then they, they screwed it all up because the ball got knocked out. Um, that we had the, the giants beating the fraudulent Vikings, which I think a lot of people, Kind of Yo, Daniel stuff. Jones. Daniel Jones. Was looking, it, it finally, it finally paid off. I've been dealing with New York Giants fans trashing all Daniel Jones for, since he got drafted. They, they did not, they did not think oh, he could fill in the shoes of Eli. But that man went out there and arguably, I think he had one of the better performances of any quarterback of the weekend. Uh, good. Three, yeah. He had three hundred one yards, twenty four of thirty five. He was rushing all over the place. That's why he was tired by the end of the game. So, so yeah. He he played his heart out. He he finally looked like the the Giants quarterback that you know the the insiders and the analysts always said he could be. Uh, he looked know. like jo how Josh Allen should have looked. 
this weekend. Yeah, Josh Allen didn't, didn't play well. Bills won, but that, that wasn't the best performance by them. Chucky Decky says, what is FMC? Uh, anything you want it to be, honestly. Today, it seems to stand for uh, foreign mating concepts. <laughs> I... That was nice. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> um, I legit, we, we don't have a reason for, for why it's FMC. I, I It was originally because the show was on Friday, and so I named FMC as like Friday morning coffee. But then the show's been on Mondays and now Tuesdays. But we said it on the very first episode. Like, it stands for whatever you can think of it to, to stand for. And yes, this morning, it is for meeting content. Um, yeah, the, the Bills weren't looking too great, but they won. That's what matters. Um yeah. What else do we have? Because because uh, Diggs and Gabe Dave Gabe Davis is one of the most fun wide receivers that I've seen play in quite a while because he just makes some crazy catches. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had the Niners. The Niners weren't great in the first half, and then the second half they said, "All right, fuck this. Let's just beat this team." <laughs> Niners are good. Like that. That's kind of that's kind of my my pick for the NFC. The Niners Niners are good. The Eagles. We still got to see them play. We'll, we'll see okay. how they do. Um. You know, I think yeah. I think it's going to be Eagles and Cowboys in the championship game. I think Cowboys are going to beat the Niners. I'm not look. The I'm, Cowboys I'm, good. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my belief in boys. I I, I, I will be admitting. Don't. I think I've said this before. I don't like New York teams. Like like I'm sorry. It's because I've grew up in New York. My mom is a heavy Homer type of sports fan. My my stepdad was kind of the similar way. I always went against the grain. My my like the, the first sport they introduced me to was basketball. And my mom and my stepdad were huge Knicks fans. And I just got at, at six years old. I just got six, seven years old. I got so much satisfaction of Michael Jordan Bulls beating the the New York Knicks that I decided I was never going to be a Knicks fan. So when Kobe Bryant came into the league when I was eight years old, that's when I became a Lakers fan. I put that up on my Twitter. For I've been a Lakers fan for twenty six years now since my, since Kobe Bryant came into the league. And my mom used to always tell me, "Oh, that boy he ain't gonna do nothing. He ain't better than John Starks." And I proved he proved John her Starks. wrong. Yeah, yeah, that that my mom is a homer. <laughs> I'm fully admitting my mom's a homer. And then they entered then my dad and uh my stepdad and my brother-in-law introduced me to football, and they were big, like either Giants or Jets. It was always had to be Giants or Jets. And I was just like, all right, I'm cool with the Giants because I just saw little Giants. I'm cool with them. But I'm not into this whole Homer stuff. So I, I searched for a new team and I discovered Peyton Manning and that became my team. <laughs> not not the Colts, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was why. Yeah, just Peyton Manning. Because when he left the Colts and how the Colts just let him leave the way after his injury, I, I joined the, the Broncos for a while. But I never became a Broncos fan. I firmly was in the Peyton Manning uh landscape and since he's left the league i've kind of been kind of wide open i just like watching the game so but i never will root for the cowboys this is i mean i'll never root for the giants that's just not me but i like how the cowboys look this year dax dak prescott he had a hell of a game last night okay all right here i'm gonna caution everybody on the cowboys they did play great last night i'm not taking that away from them. they played they played great the tampa bay buccaneers suck they've sucked all season and they tricked everybody into thinking they were a little bit good because they beat the just as bad, if not worse, clearly worse, 
Carolina Panthers two weeks ago who were playing their like fourth and fifth cornerbacks. And Tom Brady is just carving up, really Mike Evans is carving up the, these fourth and fifth string corners. And people are like, the Bucks. oh, Brady's back. Brady's got it in him. He can still, Brady has been bad this year. They they had him throw the ball like 40 times a game. They've had no running game. The Bucks have been terrible this season. But Brady I, I, played, I won't forget, any, like I said, I don't watch football a lot, but anytime I've watched and it's the Buccaneers on, I just been wondering, the biggest question in my head has been, why did this man come out of retirement? Like, like why? He could have, he could have walked away two years ago with a Super Bowl and, and still had Giselle and everything could have been good. He could have gotten $80 million just doing TV uh, on Fox and everything. Could have even walked away last year. Man, he could have finally got revenge on Eli and took his job to do pay. And we could have got Payton oh, and Dom. Bra- oh, Imagine Brayton, Brady and Manning cast. Oh, Come on. that would be great. That would be fantastic. I think he's coming back again. I legitimately think he's going to play again. I don't think Tom Brady, I, I really don't think he's going to look at last night and be like, that is how I want to go out. No, I think he's gonna find. I said Minnesota Vikings because they got they got some good receivers. They got Justin Jefferson, who might be the best receiver in the league. Running game's not terrible. Defense is hit and miss, but they're they're not a terrible team. Everyone just wants to blame Kirk Cousins for everything. Brady's gonna look at that team and be like, that's that's where I'm gonna go. Like that's where I'm gonna go. And I think I think he's coming back. I really do. He ain't going out like he did last night. I don't. I don't to, see to how he gets you can. Goal. I don't see how you how you can go out in that way and you know i've never been a tom brady fan like i said i was peyton manning so tom brady was enemy number one <laughs> if you had if your if your team was peyton manning then tom brady was your if you're a giants fan he was your cowboy so but to see him it, to see him go out in that fashion just based on how he could have went out two years ago yeah, he's he's probably has to come back. And Minnesota's that's a good, that's a good option. I think Minnesota has some things in place, and Tom Brady can go over there and you know get the ball to receivers if he can find his game that he had two years ago. I don't know if he can do that though. Oh man, so so Eddie Eddie says Brady will will go to Vegas. So here's my drawback mm. with my Minnesota theory is like I don't know if 46 year old Tom Brady wants to live in that cold ass weather and play in Minnesota in the winter. So Vegas, he left New England for a reason. Vegas, Vegas is a good shout. Tom just spending his weeknights on the strip, just playing poker, going out with all, all of his Vegas pals, find his mojo with all, you know, he, all the, all these young women throwing, you know, just having fun with them. Everything he's 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 not married anymore. Now I know they have their own situation. Cougar Tom on the town. Give me that reality show. Fuck the football. Just give me Cougar Tom. I know they have their own situation, and I know what you're saying about Tom not want to be in cold weather. Is there a possibility he might want to go back to New England to finish up his career? Mm, I don't know how much like resentment and that that New England team's not very good either. Oh no, it's not. It's not. That's why I say they have their own. That's uh, that was me putting it nicely, ladies and gentlemen. They have their own situation going on in New England. But you know, just as far as like symmetry for his career, because he didn't go out the way he should have went out two years ago. I think the only kind of positive way that can go out, even if he does oh, lose, okay. is him finishing his career in New England. Here's why. Here's why. Now I'm sold on Vegas. Eddie James has sold me on Vegas, and I'm about to sell myself. 
Tom Brady has always sucked without Rob Gronkowski. It's not true, but let's go with it. He's always sucked without Rob Gronkowski. He ain't selling Gronk on moving to Minnesota. All right, he got him. He got him in Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay, nice, nice area and everything. He's a, Vegas, he can sell Gronk on Vegas. Are you kidding me? Like Gronk, come on, buddy. Here's how we're spending our nights, pal. Come on, we're, we're chugging all the beers. We're going to all the clubs. This is we're true. Up all the, Gronk <laughs> is like, I'm in. I'm in, baby. Let's go. Let's. Gronk is in on this shit. That's true. Gronk, Gronk and Brady take Las Vegas. Again, don't give a shit about the football. Just give me this reality show. That's a reality That's show. That's a reality That's show that we could consistently watch and talk about on FMC. I'm ready for that. I am ready for Tom and Gronk take Las Vegas. Gronk at 42, he's 33. Gronk still got some, I mean, he, he's been banged up. He, he played some yeah. hard years, but like Gronk is good. He'll be good to go, baby. Gronk at Brady's who you got, he's 46. That's it. Brady got to be the babysitter. For Gronk, he's got to oh, make yeah. sure he don't say. He's got to give him his curfew and everything. He's like, All right, I need you home by three. I need you home by three, Gronk. We got a game tomorrow, okay? If it wasn't a game day, stay out. But three, you got to be home by three because we got a game. When the sun comes up in the east, that's when I want you home here in the west. <laughs> uh, Caden is here. To, oh he was at no, the really? Game. I know, I know. Oh. Everyone watch fight uh tag talk with Haley Tyler. Uh Caden is here to he was at the Jags game messaging me complaining about his life when the Jags were getting their ass kicked at halftime and then they came back. I'm, I've never seen somebody pay all this money to go to all these different events and then complain so much. Just bitching about everything. Jesus. Yeah, hi Caden. Hi Jeremy. Hi SP3. Hi, Caden. I haven't talked to y'all in a long time. I keep sleeping in for the show. Yeah, you messaged hey. me like, can I come on tomorrow? I'm like, sure. And then you must be at noon because you sleep until noon. Like, what are we doing yeah. here? I must be nice. Like, oh, I must slept be, there. It must be nice. You have you have all this time to go to all these games and events. You get to sleep till noon. Me and Jeremy out here putting in the Up work at, at 5, 5 a.m. Yeah. Because because I got two year olds, so Jeremy gets at least an extra hour compared to me because all his kids is a little bit older in age. But I got two year olds that wake me up before five a.m. I'm putting in the work with them, then I'm putting in the work on here, putting in the work writing, and while Caden's sleeping and just spending disposable money to go to Jaguars games out of the blue. Look, to be fair, that game was fifty bucks. Hey, I'm not. I'm not spending fifty bucks. I don't got oh, that disposable money. I I called my mom and I said, "Hey, uh, you want to give me fifty bucks since you didn't get me anything for Christmas?" Because I didn't. I didn't ask for Christmas presents. I just. I asked for her to pay for wrestling show tickets. So I used one of my ticket uh, ticket money to go to the Jags game. Do you have anything else to add, Caden? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to just—I wanted to go through my messages that I sent you. <laughs> so I went, yeah, I went to the Jags game. That was one of the most depressing first halves of my life. Uh, I hated everything. Uh, you know, I sent some texts to a lot of different people. I was ranting to you. I ranted to Sean. Uh, I ranted to Romeo. 
I rented to a lot of people. I got on the True Heel Sports watch along from inside the stadium to rant. It, I, it was bad. Uh, I said, I texted you. I said, I wasted money on this game. Uh, I texted Sean and I said, this was a waste of time and money. My day is ruined. But the second I, I decided to stay, I, I was going, I was genuinely, I was uh, about to leave. Like I was walking out of the stadium and they have Daly's places attached to the stadium and they were showing the game on like Titan Tron and Daly's. So I was like, all right, let me go and chill in there for a little bit. They had some couches. So warmed up in there. And then the, the Jag scored right before halftime. And, you know, if you guys know anything about the Chargers coach, uh, Brandon Staley, you know that he kind of sucks. So I expected that the Chargers could actually give up the lead in that game. So I decided, I was like, okay, let me stay and I'll see how they play in the third quarter. And if it's still not going good, then I'll go. And then I know, okay, comeback ain't happening. And the Jags just kept going, kept going down the field and they were doing really good on defense. And finally we're getting some, uh, getting to score a little bit. Uh, the biggest irony for me about the game was the game was basically the reason why the Jags were able to win was Cameron Dicker missed a field goal in the fourth quarter. Uh, Cameron Dicker was the kicker for the University of Texas. And that was when I was a like when he was there, that was when I was a diehard UT before I went to UF. And he actually, I think he's from Lake Travis High School, which is 30 minutes away from my my house in Texas. So I've loved Dicker for a long time. So I was rooting for this man to lose for the first time ever. And he missed it. So that was all that was uh, I felt bad. I had to betray Dicker the kicker for a little bit, but I'm sorry, man. I, I had to go against you. And then uh, Dicker the kicker. Dicker the kicker. It's amazing. I love Dicker the kicker. He's the reason why Texas beat OU a few years ago. Last week we had Calm, and this week we got Dicker the kicker. And this was <laughs> this is following FMC becoming FJG fucking Josh Giddy, and we talked about the orgy <laughs> session between NBA greats who put their their ejaculation in a cup to 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 birth with an Australian woman, Josh Giddy. The, what is, the what is this show? What am I doing here? <laughs> the, the wife messaged me after that and just says, oh, dear, I hear who you want to fuck. You're moaning, my lord, Jeremy. That's what she messaged me. <laughs> well, all my missus did is ask me why I had the blinds closed because the sun was glaring <laughs> on me. Sheesh. <laughs> I'd make other comments, but I don't want to get in trouble. Oh my god. What what's happened since the last time I've been on this Look show? Look at this man, Caden! <laughs> you don't want to fuck him? No, I really don't. Caden's a good person to act too. Get out of here. Who look at this man? Hi. How are you? Good. <laughs> Jamie, he's beautiful. Oh, God. He's a beautiful man. What is wrong with him? I'm not gay. You know that. But if I were, I would fuck this man. Jesus Jeremy, Christ. I am gay. I would not fuck that man. <laughs> That's why I said. Caden is a better person to ask here. Caden has no taste, clearly. I, I, my taste is all over the place. Give me Dax Harwood over anybody. You like him older. 
He likes the bald and porn mustaches. I want you to look like a wrestler. Sure. What else do you have to say, Caden? They kicked the field goal right at me. Like that game winning field goal was kicked right at my section because I was in the south end zone. And I screamed my head off. And I felt it yesterday. I started to feel it today. I feel like fine. But yesterday I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel my voice going. It was great. It was, it was a great have, moment. That must have been a blast to be at that game, though. Yeah, it was. It, I, I was te- my dad. Like I had everybody texting me. Like my mom. I think my mom did something Sunday with family, and so she was telling everybody, like, "Oh, Caden was at the game. Caden was at the game." So I get all these texts from family members who, like, my grandma texted me and she goes, "Why didn't you take me to the game?" And I was like, "I decided two hours before the game I was gonna go. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you would have flown from Texas to Florida in a span of two hours. My bad." Uh, my aunt, who, my great aunt, who hasn't texted me, and uh, I looked the last time she had texted me was two years ago. Texted me about the game. I'm getting texts from everybody. They're like, "Oh my god, such an amazing game!" Yeah, it was, it, being there, being part of that history. Uh, they said it was like it's the third largest comeback in playoff history in the NFL. Uh, I, I've been I've been able to go to some really cool things in my life, some really cool sporting events. Nothing will ever top that especially just the being that because i was so cold and that was part of the reason why i wanted to leave i was freezing my ass off it was cold for florida standards i was freezing and cold cold for florida standards yeah means in uh, ohio or new york it's warm like 60 i think no so it was it was 40 with a really bad wind chill so and like like for us who we don't have we don't have clothes. We're not built for that. Like we don't have the right clothes and everything. Uh, so yeah, like the first half was just, I think part of it too is the emotion of the first half being so depressed. And I have proof of it from the amount of text I sent and getting on the stream. I was so sad. And then being brought back up uh, and then, get, yeah. And then getting the, the game winning field, the, the walk-off field goal. I was wearing my AEW beanie because I don't have Jags gear. I needed something to represent the Jaguars. It looked like a parking lot has ended. Yeah, (laughs) I I had somebody come up to me and ask me, uh, they asked how to get out of the stadium while I was on stream. (laughs) You can can hear it on stream. You You can hear the guy saying, hey, how did I get out of here? You can hear it. Did you know? No idea who that man was. Wow, no, but did, did you know? No, they, to, did you direct yeah. it? Oh no, I had no idea. Why not? What did they pay you for? <laughs> they don't pay. Look, if you want to pay me, I'll give the guy. I'll tell the guy where to go. I was not wrong. Pay apparently, you'd tell him wrong directions because you just said you, you just messed up your next media ticket for AEW. Yeah. You could have earned yourself a media ticket by telling them how to get out the stadium. Uh, no comment. Not gonna talk about that. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say, Caden? Um, nope. Good talk. All right, glad you, <laughs> glad you joined us. Oh my god, this might be the greatest episode of FMC, <laughs> yeah, folks. I think we peaked. <laughs> I think we peaked already. I think we peaked. Let me send this uh, invite to our pal Share Delaware. I'm gonna ask her, folks. This is what uh, I've been waiting. 
for to talk about the challenge because not only do we have an episode to talk about we got victory we got we have a victory celebration because we spoke shit into existence i almost had tears of joy when that tweet went out oh my god like i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about when that tweet went out and the goat we do have we do have uh the next cast reveal to, to talk about we do have the latest episode to talk about we have shares dating world to talk about as well uh two superiors asking will yeah. the lakers have money when we Russell have, we have I, I, I actually my nephew has 2k and he's he was staying at my mom's place yesterday because it was he was off from school so i was able to play uh, a little bit of re we did a little rebuild where I, I had the lakers he had the warriors and i was just like god damn everybody's gone in the off season we got money we got money for a third max player like we could at least get a or or like a not even a max player that that probably would be dumb to spend all that money on a max player but we can get those second tier players and a couple of other players to fill out the roster we have a lot of money this off season when russell's uh contract is up so that's why i think that i am i don't think we're gonna trade him because we 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 would be messing up our cl- our cat flexibility for the off season, despite it probably being the the move that we need to get to a play in spot or a playoff spot. I just think that we have played well for spells that we can keep him there and just hold on to that cap flexibility in the offseason because it is ridiculous. We just have literally we pretty much have just LeBron and AD on the books going into the next offseason. I'm always confused with how the, the cap works. I mean, they'll, if they just have those two, they'll have plenty of space, but they got to get guys around them to fuck the yes, roster. Yes, we have, to, we have to fill out the roster. We can't just yeah. go, oh, we, ha- we have all this roster space. Let's get a third max player, and then we are getting so, like three D-league. on five. Yeah, we're getting like D-League players five. to fill out the rest <laughs> of the roster. Yeah, because that's basically where they're at right now. Yeah, exactly. That's not working, that's not working uh, too well for them, so... Yeah, I know. I know Westbrook's contract does come off the books, and that was when I pitched different trade scenarios. Like that was always something to consider: is like, do you just ride this out with Westbrook, and then he's off the books this year, or do you take on more long-term money if you were trying to get like Buddy Heald or Miles Turner, and then you're more locked into these guys because they weren't paying Alex Caruso's contract. They they ain't paying for a lot of these guys, and it's a lot tougher to sign free agents if you already have all this money. On. It's easier to keep the guys that you have. than it is to like try to sign free agents with this the the salary cap is something i i'll probably never understand when it comes to nba largely because like i don't dive deep enough into that i trust the people who do dive deep enough into that to to get me to understand it but i i do know they'll have money in the offseason whether or not they actually do anything worthwhile with that money is a completely completely different story yeah it, it It, it's gonna be it's a it's a it's a sticky situation altogether for the Los Angeles Lakers, but I I'm I am going to go on the side as of right now, January was it seventeenth, two thousand twenty three. I'm gonna stay on the side of holding on to Westbrook to get the cap flexibility at the end of the season. I think that we like we said we've been playing good in spells. If we can get you know, AD back, I think that we can go on a little bit of a streak to get us in play-in position. I don't know if we'll make the play-in, make the playoffs. Not too sure. We're two and a half games. Despite losing three straight and then finally winning last night, we're only like 
three uh, three games out of uh ninth place no three games out of eighth place and a three and a half out of seven so we're still in the in the in the running to be in position it is like the the west is very bunched like six to twelve are like two games yeah so it could easily easily flip it within the matter of weeks like the lakers just ain't that great of a team no, so we're not they're not a great team and so like they gotta beat some other teams and then some other we teams have gotta to, lose. We, we are two we are two and one against the the top seed in the west and what what charles barkley called the best team who was who was saying this before the season sp3 who I'm, was I'm, saying I'm, this before I, the season i i know you did but i the reason why i said charles barkley said it is because that's like a death sentence yeah, I, saw, I, I saw our good <laughs> i saw our good friend i saw our good friend will washington quote tweet that saying like he's been a, a denver nuggets fan his rafe la friends and i was like yeah. man i remember the rafe la friends era i remember the, the kembe matumbo era of the denver nuggets but uh quote tweeting that like it's a it's a badge of honor i don't think so yeah. i had to remind no. him that the previous best team on the planet was the portland trailblazers to, to charles chuck chuck barkley so i'm sorry that's not the best person you want to be calling you the best team on the planet it's not good that barkley has acknowledged them and is calling them the best team and that that actually worries me more than anything uh yeah it, it's not great but like the nuggets are playing great i was in on them from the start of the season everyone can check the footage check the tape you were, and I hope they you said they would be a top seed too. I said they would. I think I picked them to win the the whole damn thing. Yeah, you I did definitely. Have, yeah, I, I, I really, I believe in this uh, Denver Nuggets team. We'll see. You know, I, they're they're playing well. I'm happy they're playing well. I hope they they continue to keep it up. Jokic is going to win his third straight MVP. People are going to be very mad about that. Very oh, mad. God, such an undeserving three-time mvp if that happened oh my god i'm disgusted i i and i do agree with two two super that uh this i i think the the celtics are the best or all-around team in the league in the on the planet i mean yeah they're the celtics are great they have a bona fide superstar in jason tatum they play well they they play well on both ends uh jalen brown is a great second star marcus smart great uh al horford my man bounce pass legend Al Horford playing great. Like, yeah, they're, they're I just well picked him up on one of my fantasy teams, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with the, the notion that the Celtics are the best team. They go through spurts and of like, they're like, they gave up 150 to a Thunder team without Shea Gilgis Alexander, but they do have this man. And that's why they scored 150. And I have a very important question for our pal, Cher Delaware, who is here. The most important question we will ask her on this show how did we share delaware would you fuck josh giddy no why what is that no get out of here two people two people have told you they would not fuck josh beautiful this man is look at look at that even caden screaming in the chat he said he is not attractive (laughs) i think i think we lost jeremy no, I'm here. I'm trying to figure out why you think somebody would want to fuck him. Look no, how I, beautiful he is. No, I'm no, not... I, I, I'm literally saying that we have lost Jeremy, meaning that he's lost his mind. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that he's ugly, but like, 
No. <sighs> Jeremy, I think that you need to understand two people who like men are telling you no. <laughs> Y'all have no taste. None despite despite I mean, us true but <laughs> <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair to be fair that is a fair point <laughs> this is why you were on 300 dating websites share <laughs> all right let's talk about the challenge since you guys have just killed my vibe when it comes to joshua giddy this don't kill my vibe <laughs> Uh, we'll recap. Well, what, what do you want to do first? SP3? I'll leave it up to you. You want to recap the episode or do you want to talk about our history making game changing legendary act of God? I don't, I don't see any of my kid toys. Oh, I got, I, I, oh, give me a second. I gotta get, I gotta get like celebration tools. Cause we, we put stuff into fruition. Ladies and gentlemen, the first interview we ever did on FMC resulted. We, we did that. What, what was that? What month was that? Was that in uh, uh, August? We did it August, and then months. No, I, th- I think it was. No, it was. was that that long ago? No, yeah, man. I think it was. I think it was like August. It was a sure. while ago. It was when uh, I was still in the UK. It was before. Yeah. It was before the wedding too. So yeah, it it, it, damn, because wow. you were back by the wedding. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it was in. It was in the summer, and then the, the start off 2023, ladies. And it was gentlemen. July. Oh my god, even even Jeez. further, even further. Six months later, yeah. man, we're like they, we're like we're like Vistic Man leaving the company and coming back. <laughs> we did it, we did it in the same amount of time. <laughs> we did it in the same amount of time, speaking stuff into fruition. We act we had one of the challenge goats on our on our on our channel here, and we said you need to be on all stars. You are an all-star. We, I told her. I the like, all-star. The yes. all-star. She is the goat of the challenge. Cara Maria is going to be on All-Stars 4. It is a magical day, a magical year. I, I, with a tear in my eye, when Cher <laughs> sent that, that, that tweet, I was like, oh my God, we made it happen. Chat, if you would have seen our group chat that we never talking it's literally only <laughs> randomly sell- sending challenge things or like things about this yeah and we, we don't talk to each other any other time <laughs> and i was sending who was going to be on the show and like we got one we were stoked about it we got another one and we were stoked about it and then we were like going through and then all of a sudden i sent a car one and so i follow that account and Gamer Vev, shout yeah. out. Gamer Vev follows me too. Don't know who you are, but shout out. Um, we actually at one of the challenge manias, everybody was like trying to figure out who Gamer Vev was. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I always look at like the cast stuff on there, and then I mute them once the season starts so that I don't see any of the spoiler stuff. Yeah, and I was like. Yeah, obviously I don't see the spoiler stuff or I would do better at the freaking drafts. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was just looking and then I saw that one and I was like, oh, this has got to be a fake one. Like they just posted this and then it was not fake. And like you said, the amount of interactions on that compared to 
everybody else was insane. It was nuts. I'm so excited. Like, she is, like, the John Cena of the challenge. Like, I know people have said that, you know, Bananas or CT is like that because CT's from Boston. Bananas won all these titles. But when you talk about someone who is very polarizing and you go through those quote tweets of people that are just angry that she's back, the people that are just so happy that she back, but most of them were very happy that she's back because I think absence makes the heart grow fonder. And the fact that one, she's been gone since 2019 from the challenge since war of the worlds two, And then two, she's doing the season without Pauly. <laughs> I think that was the other key. And we, you know, we, we are, we are cool with Pauly now, regardless of how yeah. we felt about him watching him on the show to actually interact with him. He, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. He's one of the best interviews I've ever done, oh, you I, know, re wrestler I, or whatnot, because he just, he will give you everything. But the fact that Kara's doing it without him and the, that female cast may go down as the greatest female cast in challenge history. Well, and like, I, I mean, I even told him on there, like, I don't like you on the show, but he knows he's playing a character on the show, too. Like they both said, you got to play it up to 100 on there or you're not going to get recast. And that's what happens to a lot of people. And I they both told us in the interview, like, we would go on separately because we have businesses and someone needs to be taking care of things. So I'm excited that they brought her back. And I knew that they would try her out before they would try him out, bringing him back. And I like a lot of people think that she shouldn't be on there because she was not on the real world or road rules. You know, she came in on a fresh meat or whatever, but like, really, I mean, fresh meat was so freaking long ago. Like that was like what her season Landon was still doing the challenge. <laughs> like, her season, her season was the last Landon championship. That was yeah. season nineteen. Like Landon we're we're into we're into season thirty eight right now. Like come on, right? Like literally half. Like yeah, I definitely think that she is someone that qualifies as an OG and an All Star for sure. If we can have Jimmy on All Stars. Now, come on. Like, if we can have Kayla on All-Stars. Yeah, because Kayla Sylvia was on, like, the on fake All season of the real world. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it was that explosion or whatever. It's challenge All-Stars. She is a challenge All-Star. Like, I don't exactly. who gives a shit, like, where she, like, came from. Like, she's she's a challenge All-Star. That's very... And her stats is ridiculous. 14 seasons, one champs in uh versus pros. She's won uh two two main main season championships. She's won one for champs in pros. Like she is in the conversation for one of the greatest female performers of all time on the challenge. In my opinion, she's the GOAT female of the challenge. I think she's the greatest female, and I think she's in the top overall. Like yeah. top five overall, men or that female. Too. Yeah. So the rest of this cast, uh, but if you don't want to be spoiled, we're not going to give out the entire cast. I don't think the chat even watches the challenge. I don't even think they care. <laughs> Some of them are here for the challenge. And, and, I, I know, like. I know, I know. Eddie, Eddie is a is a challenge fan. I see uh, him I with, with like comments and stuff. To us talk about it that more too. than like actually watching it. Also, my trophy finally shipped. Oh. 
Nice. Just in time for me to have to send it or keep it <laughs> for this season. Well, he's got to get a picture with it regardless and then send it or keep it, depending on what happens with this season. Um, but the other big news with, with this cast is Jay is back. My guy, he pops me. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't drink the drink. <laughs> What of the great, to get a reaction out of what, one of the greatest quotes in childish history. Did you I guys see drink drink. Zach tweeted that this is like possibly the greatest female cast, and he was talking oh, yeah. about how it, how it's gonna we're turning back time, it's gonna be Tony time. And people gamer replied, first response, gamer, how do you feel about Jay being cast? Yeah. On the <laughs> Dude, Jay, like when you guys posted that, I was like this rules like he's not great he's not he's, he's, not been, on, he's been on one season yeah. like and i said somebody me. has to be the person to go home somebody first. does but look he, i mean some, the man just pops me how like, do you call him a challenge all-star when he was, <laughs> that's when you know that they were scraping the bottle at the bottom of the barrel for this like, season like, like i was like i was like damn none of these real all-stars wanted to show up except for brad and then, and then, you know, uh, Tony and Leroy answered the call as well. I feel that's like the actual big news is Leroy and Cam. Leroy and doing... Cam both. When I saw yes. Leroy, I was like, oh, awesome. Maybe we'll get Cam back one day. And then they said Cam. And I was like, they got to be bringing a freaking nanny with them and bringing that baby. Because I do not see them leaving that baby in Houston and going wherever they go to film. Like, they got that baby coming with them. <laughs> that was one of the concessions they made to, to get on this show, which, hey, fine by me. Like, if we get Leroy and Cam, that's all I care about. I would like to see post-baby Cam. Like, see what kind of shape she's in now and everything, because that's, I mean, that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Wallering you to death. <laughs> I always got kids rolling all over me. I get it. Yes. She was about to stand up on my on my lap as I'm oh. doing that. The last time I took my kids to Dynamite, um, Reed stood on my legs through the entire Dynamite. Ouch. My legs hurt so bad. And I was in shorts. My legs hurt so bad afterwards. <laughs> uh, oh, Eddie is asking, would you guys go on the challenge? We, we're going to do the Fightful Challenge at some point. Absolutely. But the actual yeah, challenge? Murder us. Just completely kill us. Kidding me? Okay. The, the, blue the, the Blue Barracudas would obviously win. <laughs> I would go on the challenge, and I could probably win any type of trivia. And yeah, tri yeah, trivia stuff like that, like be be okay at like physical challenge. I could have definitely, I could have definitely won the challenge thirty eight trivia. I knew the answer to all of those, like Adam and Eve, and yeah, yeah, and the yeah, Serena and Serena Venus Williams, and R two D Elsa and Anna. Like, yeah, like I would have got all of those right. Like I could, yeah. I could have killed that that one. That was the, that was like one of the rare trivia's where I was just like, man, I got everything right. My kids and I got this game that's like um, you roll the dice and it tells you where to put these blockers in it. And then you have puzzle pieces and you have to fit all of the puzzle pieces in to fill the star with the blockers in. And we've been doing that and like racing each other to see how fast we can do it because I'm preparing them for when I send them on the challenge in about 10 years. 
I'm get like, we gotta get now. all these puzzles down. Get them prepared now. I started doing puzzles with my kids, so I understand. I'm starting them early. I'm starting them before they turn three. Get them on the puzzles. When will they be three? When is their... Uh, in two months. Oh, three nagers are fun. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait. Everyone says, when does it get easier? It doesn't. Every year is harder. Just so you know. They said, would you guys be good at the eating challenges? No. Probably not. Probably. I do not eat shit. I do not want to eat. I don't eat, I don't even eat liver. So <laughs> I feel I mean, I'm I might just be saying shit on this show as I typically do. I feel like I could do it. I don't know. I think I'm of the three of us, you it. could do it. I don't know if I'd enjoy it, but I'm I'm not afraid to like try new stuff. Like that's fine. I am. Especially I, if he had to eat Josh Giddy. <laughs> eat that man every single night. The things I would These eat. These are out the of balls that, of Josh Giddy. <laughs> he would he would eat them like oh. groceries, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I say I'm I'm not afraid to like try try new stuff. Uh, it's just you know, am I gonna enjoy it? Probably not. But I, I could I could probably get through it. I think if they didn't tell me what it was. See, that's where you get, like, in your own I head. I the psychological, okay. yeah. yeah. So when they're like, these are balls of a bull dipped in marinara sauce and swirled <laughs> in the bullshit, I'm like, mm, See, like, I'm those. bad I'm bad with smells. Like, if it smells yes. bad, my, my stomach would just be like, ooh, I don't know about that. I would so be like, like, that's the other thing that would, eating yeah. Eating it, like, plugging my nose. <laughs> and I have a really bad gag. Like, if I think I'm going to throw up, I will just start. Get, like gagging myself because I can't even like consider that because then I just psych myself out. So like sometimes, you know, as a parent, I'll be grabbing things and I'll like stick something in my mouth and like grab something else. And then if I realize like, oh, I have something that I'm holding in my mouth, I'll be like, oh, oh, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm fine. <laughs> like I psych myself out so much about things. So it's, yeah. I don't I don't think I could do it. I would try the height stuff, swimming stuff, yeah. like I would try any of it, but I just think yeah. that that would be the one that I would for sure not be able to do. Yeah, I don't I don't know about the heights cuz I I I know one time I tried to uh climb like a little ladder thing to the top of my roof when I lived in the Bronx and I I couldn't do that. I was like I got like halfway up the ladder and I was just like and looked down. I was like, nah, I'm going about to let me go down. You're used to being fairly close to the ground. To be, to be fair, though, I was under the influence. Oh, God. So, so that's why. That's probably why the nerves and paranoia got to yeah. me. I think if I was if I was clear minded, I could have done it. Just just. All right. Let me just get to the top. I'm almost there. See? But it's because I was under the influence. I was like, what if I got to the top and I was just, oh, 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 oh. And yeah. yeah, I was like, all right, let me just. Yeah. See, I'm not afraid of heights at all but like the one thing that always messes me up is like when you go to amusement parks and like you're going on something that's tall and you get to like the stairs up at the top in the line and like leaning over the edge of the thing i'm always like oh i'm gonna die <laughs> like <laughs> that is a very scary feeling getting to the top on those stairs mm -hmm. and just like looking down i feel that way like we go to the pool and the slide just going up there on the slide i'm like oh man what's what's happening yeah and here? like i'm not scared of heights i yeah. mean i've done all kinds of 
thing like flying doesn't bother, nothing like that bothers me but I don't know what I don't know if it's just like your balance getting off up there I, it terrifies me yeah. terrifies me yeah uh, I think Sean is is new he's just popped in not new but popped in Grizzlies are the mm-hmm. best team in the West hands down Sean we have moved on from the basketball talk That's but correct. I have a very important question for you Sean would you have <laughs> sex with this man <laughs> I'm not watching the chat, so please let me know what he says. Please let us know. This is our this is our our, our barometer of what type of person you are. Is if you would fuck Josh Giddy or not. This is not this is not F- FMC. I know it says it in the title. This is now FJG. Fucking Josh Giddy. What's the response? Uh, he hasn't said anything. He hasn't said. Anything. I, th- I think he's still catching up into yeah, that, into yeah. this part of the of the, <laughs> of the show. But yeah, like I said, the female cast for All Stars Four. I, I I'm not gonna spoil the whole thing, but this female cast is just star studded because not only do we have Kara coming back, not only do we have Cam coming back. So Cam, so one, I was very happy for Cam being there because I was like, man, Kara. After I saw the rest of the woman, I was like. Kara's gonna get targeted real quick, so I was happy that Cam is there. But you got Laurel on the season, Laurel, Laurel and Kara, Kara same season, yeah. back on the season together. The the one of the greatest female rivalries in Challenge history because of all their background from how you know Kara uh, got drafted over Laurel, who was the clear best woman back at Fresh Meat Two, to them teaming together in Cutthroat and actually, you know, finishing the final after their whole team bombed out, to them being teammates in Rivals One and becoming friends, their friendship up and downs, whether it be in Free Agents when Laurel eliminated. Uh, Kara, whether it be in Invasion, where uh, Laurel, Laurel once again had to eliminate Kara, like, oh man, it's just such a such a long and storied history, and then how they fell out in in season thirty four on Kara's final season before she took this long hiatus. It's so much going on there, but I'm glad that Kara's got Cam, and then you got your OG Mean Girls. Before the Mean Girls was a goddamn movie, Challenge fans had the Mean Girls, Tina, Veronica, and one of the other goats, in my opinion, one of the other female goats, the monster, the Brock Lesnar of the Challenge females, Rachel Robinson is back, y'all. You don't have to go to the YouTube channel and watch her working out anymore. She's back on a damn season. And she's still in amazing shape. And she gave birth to twins. And as SP3 knows, <laughs> it takes a bad bitch to give birth to twins. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. It takes a real one. I'm with yeah. a real one who gave birth to twins. So I know a real one when I see one. And, and we're waiting for you to wipe her up. I, yes. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry, y'all. Fans <laughs> are percolating. The more I watch all these trash realities <laughs> shows, I come up oh, with good plans oh, okay. for my we'll, we'll eventual to, proposal. We'll get to the challenge. The the, the recap. SV3 is like, I'm not going to spoil everything and then spoils everything. I love this is your bit, SV3. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with a circle. Like, if I spoil everything, let me tell you everything that happens. <laughs> um, okay, we'll get to our challenge recap in a second. We watched Milf Manor last night. 
right. I saw you. I saw you tweet about this. Oh too. yeah, I was this so excited. Like... With it. Milf, Milf Manor. Manor. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Oh, it's on TLC. It, it, it got, when it was announced, people were like they're taking the Thirty Rock concept of, of Milf Island and like they're just actually making this a show. So it's called so Milf what, Manor. What's the, what's the concept of this? Well, the concept is you get a bunch of like women who are forty five plus. I think like the youngest is legit like forty six, and they're upwards of like I think the oldest is, like fifty nine. So these women who go into this place, they are all moms, uh, and then they are looking for love, right? Oh God. The love that they are looking for are all of their sons. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, so so these milk. So they're dating other going... women's sons? Oh yes. my god. The other women so, who so are like, on it's like the dated show. and related, but with moms and sons. So it's and some of these cougars. kids are like 20. Oh no, I'm out. When I was very excited for this show because it's trash garbage. Uh, when we saw that they were the sons, I thought this was a, a bit. I thought they were just like fucking around. On, I'm like, how do you have, how do you find, it's it's eight, it's eight women, eight, eight sons. Like, how do you find these people of like, not only are you need to be looking for younger men, we need your son looking for older women. And somehow they found eight of these people to do this. And the wife is just like, I feel like I'm watching a criminal act right now. I feel like I'm an accessory to like some type of crime watching this show. And it's a little uncomfortable watching this because one of them is like 20 and the other one is like, 55 and it's like what what I mean, are we doing here to be fair to be fair i watch i watch 90 day fiance especially i watch 90 day fiance happy ever after so this is when they after they're married and they have one indian guy who i believe is 33 and his wife is 63 years old it's an old white woman with uh, blonde hair, and he has to deal with basically his Indian family who doesn't accept that he's with a woman that he can't, you know, procreate with. She's she basically could be his mother because she was thirty years old when this man was born. So I I think I could get into Milf Manor just based on that. Okay, on that. I have to read the text I just got from Mrs. Jeremy. Yes, she 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 also messaged me and let me know that uh going back to what we were talking about previously, uh she let me know that LeBron beat my high school team's ass my junior year, lol, and then showed me the score of 82 to 32. And I was like, I remember watching that on illegal cable. And then it became a conversation of how how did I get illegal cable? And I was like, my well, my mom got sick of me uh, uh underhandedly ordering wrestling pay-per-views and got illegal boxes for the house. So. Right, what is the wife texted you she says in all capital letters this milf manor show is the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> then she says the one mom is 59 and the one she was talking to is 20 and i said no this is bad it is i'm not gonna lie as someone who like loves trash reality television watching this last night little on the uncomfortable side because uh, yeah. these these women it, like, where is it on on I, it's on TLC. TLC, oh, okay. by the way. I'm just thinking, like, That's... it's so uncomfortable because you're there with yes. your son. Yes. Yeah. 
So yeah. your son knows what you're doing. Oh, one of the kids is like trying to cock block his mom. Like they, this one mom is that like would be to my fuck kids. everybody. They, this would... one mom, she she got no shame. She's trying to fuck everybody. And she's trying to take first night, first night trying to take this dude up to the room. And the son is there just blocking all of this. She's like, nope, not having this. Yeah, that oh, oh yeah, that's I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil everything here. The mom and son don't worry, I'm not watching it. <laughs> the mom and son room together. So they they are in the same room in this house. Their faces, baby. Their faces are just they are stunned at this. <laughs> wow. This is this is my son's dream to be 25 and still fucking sleep in my bedroom. Like that's all he wants in life. He says all the time, like, I'm not gonna get married because then my wife will want me to live with her. And I'm like, Well, yeah, no shit. You're not sleeping in my bed when you're 25 years old. Like, get away from me. It, it is see, I thought I thought that the premise was just these older women looking for love. That's fine. And then I under I figured they were gonna go after younger men. Like it's called I, Milf Manor. You're I, not. I, going I thought. After yeah, I thought it was like Love Island for older people, which makes more sense because I, I I'm we got a VPN and we started watching. They got a new season of UK Love Island, which is the superior Love Island. And the main complaint that me and my missus have is that all these twenty year olds t- saying that they want to settle down and stuff is not realistic at all. We, we were like, we were like, Love Island would make a lot more sense if it was older people like that age. Uh, see, I didn't think, I didn't think it was going to be like everybody was going to be in their 40s, 50s type of thing. I did think the women would be, but I thought the men would be like late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. I think there are a couple of the sons who are like 30. Uh, but I thought, I thought the men would still be a little bit younger, not skewing on you know, just became legal to drink. Some of them aren't even legal to drink. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be that. I definitely did not think the twist was going to be, hey, here's all your sons. And they made it seem like that in the, the trailer, that it's going to be all your sons. And even like before the big reveal, the wife is like, isn't the twist that it's like their sons? And I'm like, I think that's what they imply. But like, how do you find eight women who are looking for young men who also have sons that are looking for older women? Like how... How do you put out a casting call for this? That probably that is work? a casting call. That's probably uh, the, what's the casting call. Have you seen the shows that TLC has? Oh, TLC is the home of 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, TLC. Like that, we had this discussion because the wife was like, TLC, isn't that like the learning channel? Like, aren't they supposed to be like educational? And so I was like, nah, TLC trick y'all. It running around mm-hmm. acting like it was playing defense, but it yeah. tricked y'all when it had John and Kate plus eight and little people, big world and stuff. They made it seem like, oh, here's a different view of world life from people they got, who they got had smothered kids. They smothered. started they started sister wives. And it was yeah, supposed see, to be about they, polygamy, and then it turned into how Cody was a dick. Yeah, see, they made it seem like, oh, here's different aspects of life and different worldviews and different realities of, of, of stuff. It's like, nah, these are all just trash reality shows, just like any other network be airing out here. And they did it first, and they did it fantastically, with especially with the 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed with John and Kate Plus 8. I, love, I was like, I like 13. I was like I still, 15 watching I that still, shit. And I'm like, God, Kate's such a bitch. <laughs> the two oldest girls are in college now. Like, I feel old as hell. 
This is why they have 46 different spinoffs of 90 Day Fiance. Like I said, I'm watching Happily Ever After because Big 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 Ed is on it. So Big, Big Ed. Ed, Big Ed's there. I'm there with him. And I'm watching how he's how he's where Big he, Ed goes, I go too. I go too. He wish I got a, I I actually paid for a cameo for him to wish my wife happy anniversary. My my missus happy anniversary last year. And that popped her. That's she said that was one of the greatest gifts I ever gave her. So <laughs> Big Ed, Big Ed's what on kind television. of gifts have you been given this woman? Oh, I, I, I legitimately only get her gifts that will pop her. Like if it <laughs> if it pops her, makes her laugh, Man. then I did good. Man. Then I did good, in my opinion. I did I did good. And now she does it to me. Like for Father's Day last year, she got me Nick Gage to wish me happy Father's Day. So oh God, I thought worked. that was amazing. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Cause he didn't give a whole big intro. motherfucking <laughs> shout out to SP3. You can I actually played it on True Hill Heat. The I, I will king give you of the numbers. So yeah, we I will yeah, give you I, I will give you I will give you the episode of True Hill Heat where I played that. Oh please uh, do. It was it was I fantastic. Fantastic. It was fantastic. Uh, so we just pop each other now. The next one that I want to get is um I already told her. I was like, I'm waiting for the time when he when he's taking cameos again. Is Soldier Boy from 90 Day Fiance? If you oh. don't know who Soldier Boy is, he is Usman from Nigeria who is married to Lisa, who is about Lisa. who was about 25 years older than him. Then he moved on to his new girl, Kimbali. And why do I say it like that? Because he created a song where he was like, Kimbali, when I'm there for you, girl, I'll be there for you. Everything. <laughs> The, that's I the just, same. That's the same damn song you did for Lisa. That's the same fucking song. I haven't even seen this Kimberly bit, but I remember the Lisa song, and that's the same song. And legitimately, if my, if my my missus, my girl is is pissed off at me, I would just start singing that, and it would just get her back on my on my side. Kim Bali, dude, Soldier Boy, fucking rules. Oh man, he's I, I do miss he's, he, he's up there with Big Ed in my opinion. I saw I, I when we were going to watch Milf Manor last night. I saw the ad for uh, Lauren and Alexi happily ever after. I was like, oh, they were so cute. Like they actually like seemed to like each other and everything. Yeah. Like they actually cared for each other. And I think they've had like a kid, maybe two. Yeah, they, they're one of the better relationships yeah. out of the well, ninety day Laurel. I, I saw them. I saw them that the happily ever after. I was like, oh, I miss them so. I got, I, I'm never going to watch 90 Day Fiance again, but I, <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I should. All right. Let's quickly recap the actual challenge episode. Uh, so they had to dance on a tightrope. Uh, it's like, it basically a beam. And they had to do the, this big dance. And, and Fessy, look, Fessy made it happen, man. Fuck him. He, he dragged. He dragged. He did. <laughs> KC across this thing after he nervously got across it with Tori, he figured it out on the second try and dragged Casey to victory, which made no freaking sense. It's a team daily challenge, a team daily challenge. It wasn't a pairs daily challenge. So them saying that the pair with the fastest time wins it for their team made absolutely no sense, no sense at all because Chauncey, did not even cross the thing, did not even do the competition, and there was no penalty for his team. I was just like watching yeah, this. I'm like, that was they they keep making these episodes worse. Yeah. Like, like, I don't understand. 
What was the point of the teams? We literally only went five episodes. We it went five episodes. Oh, it, it really should have been like a timed thing. And if you don't go like team time, otherwise, like you said, what's the point of the team? It's just like, okay, the fastest, it's basically the fastest pairs. Why break up rider ties if you're just going to do fastest pairs here? Who cares about it? It's a team. Combine the times. And if some people doesn't go, you get a whatever, a 10-minute penalty or some shit. You fuck your team over with that. Very stupid. Very, very so, stupid. So stupid. It didn't make any sense. And I, but, you know, you, we, we gave you the good about Fessy in this episode. Now let's talk about the bad when this man really was convinced that he get to pick his old partner. That's why he didn't care when Mariah got, got booted last week is yeah. because he was very much convinced that when this all was said and done, the team's part, he, I, I for a while there, I thought that he was convinced that the teams were going to go all the way to the finals. And I was just like, you're just dumb then. You're dumb. You're dumb because in the interrogation, he was like, when um people are trying to save their partner on the other team, he's like, well, you're not partners anymore. Like, dude, it's you do realize that you're going to eventually go back to pairs. He, but he but when when TJ came into the house to like uh, tell them to go down, he's like, pick a partner, pick a partner. He's like trying to convince TJ he like, 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 no, 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 no. Uh, pick a partner, pick a partner, right? Pick a partner, right? Like you, if you go back and watch it, I watched the episode twice. He, you could vividly hear him saying, pick a partner. He thought he could just pick a partner. He did not think that Mariah was going to come back and be his partner. Yeah. They, they go to the elimination and Horacio gets voted in. Devin pulls the safe dagger. And so it's Jordan and Horacio in balls in. And Horacio, One of the greatest balls ins ever. Yeah. And Horacio pulled it out, man. He pulled it out. He beat Jordan. And people were obviously very stunned at this because Horacio was juking him. He was going through him. He was doing everything he needed to do. And he stopped him. He prevented him. He knocked the ball out. And it went out of bounds. And Jordan couldn't, couldn't score on every opportunity. And Horacio did score on every opportunity and Rossi won. And then of course we get the twist of history, history. We should, we can't, we can't just bypass this history by Horatio becoming yeah, the, second, the second male to win five eliminations yeah. in a season after West back in fresh meat one that, that it took it from season 12 to 38. That stood as the only guy who ever won five eliminations in a season. And I legitimately, I wanted to either tweet or message y'all and be like, why do I always want to smack Fessy right in the mouth? Because when they went to Fessy and they did the confessional when he, after he juked Jordan and he was like, oh, you know, Horacio hasn't impressed me much of the season, but that was impressive. Dude, dude, just shut up. In, in the interrogation with Horacio, he's like, you remind me of me in my rookie season. Yeah. Dude, what do we, dude, why doesn't someone just shut up? <laughs> like we're just elbowing <laughs> right in the mouth, just right in the shut up, shut up, and and then tell him to do something, do something, so you can get kicked off the season again. Do something. <laughs> they they reveal that the partners are back, so um, Jordan is safe. He just stays there, and then <laughs> he just got to stay in a hotel for a night. Yeah, yeah, and then with uh, Kenny and Mariah. Right. Uh, yeah. Kenny and Mariah, they, they return and they have to do this challenge where you're holding up this giant barrel on a slope and uh, Fessy and Mariah win. So Anissa and Jordan are still gone and Casey and Kenny are also 
No, no, no. They 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 played this week. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. They played the yeah. the second round of things. Or they're about to play the second round of things. Spoiler um, alert: Team Furniture is probably not going to win. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Kenny might be the most useless. So, so maybe that was maybe that was that was just my subconscious thinking there. I legitimately thought that just like Casey and Kenny, they're just fucked. Kenny sucks. He's awful. He is absolutely awful. I mean, Anise is not great, but yeah, she she can at least do a little bit. Kenny's not good, but Fessy unfortunately is staying. He's still there. So there after go. he's treated Mariah like trash. Mariah I hope she just fucks up his final. I hope I hope they get eliminated. If I was her, if I was her, I would just I would, fuck it up. I on purpose. would Who hope cares? that we get all the way there and then just fuck it up for him. Like, <laughs> and then they then they like want to make things worse for me because now that I've been tweeting about the challenge, challenge stuff pops up on my feed, and I had to listen to a two minute diatribe. From the only person on reality television worse than Fasel, Josh Martinez, uh, talking about talking about how Mariah shouldn't be talking about Fessy in public. He was like, "If you're good friends with them, you you should tear them down in 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 private." I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I do agree with that most of the time, but when your friend publicly does something dumb, I'm sorry. If it's my kid and they publicly do something at a store, I'm gonna whoop their ass in the store. I'm sorry. That's how it works. So if my friend says something dumb in pu- and I've done it before and I've lost a friend before, I don't really care for the friend anymore. So that was a good. That was a good losing of a friend in my opinion. So um, if that friend's gonna do something in public and make a fool of himself, then I gotta be a friend and call him out in public. And I agree with what Mariah has been addressing, how she's addressed, how Fessy has treated her throughout this season. And to hear Josh Martinez for a good two minutes saying that Mariah should be grateful, grateful for for the opportunity that that Fassel has given her and stuff. And then Mariah called him out because she was like, dude, I was just with you over the weekend and you said none of this to my face. He's a coward. I'm happy Ashley called them whatever she called them. I don't even know what she called them, but I think it was right to call them that. Why would you listen to Josh speak at all? At all. Don't do that to yourself, SPP. Spend your time wiser. Okay? Hey, I should. You're right. Just, just giving you You're advice. Right. Just giving you advice. Right. Don't do that. I appreciate that. Yeah. See, yeah. see, I, I, I did something wrong in public, and Jeremy just corrected me in public. That, that's a good friend, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, share Delaware. How's your dating life? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. Your dating life is yeah. It's non-existent. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Well, how is your dating life on Match.com? Have you matched let's, with anybody? Let's look. Um, let's see. Uh, um, Jeremy read the entire messages from. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that one guy, yeah. Okay, so the guy said, "You speak a lot of languages. How about Japanese?" And I said, "Have you ever seen Johnny Tsunami?" That's the extent (laughs) of my snowboarding background. He said, "No, I haven't, but I've watched trailer of that." 
Do you snowboard? Buddy, I just said that's the extent of <laughs> Like, <laughs> just said that. <laughs> um, let's see. We have TJ, not Detweiler. Shame. Um, yeah. Henderson? No. Marijuana is not for him. It says the short version, Christian, a healthy ENFP. Oh, he's an extrovert. I love people. Ooh, great conversation. <laughs> Fucking people who love people. I don't like that. Being outdoors. I don't like any of this. Um, <laughs> I love adventure and I love to travel, but it's the people you meet that make it mean meaningful. I still keep up with the friends I've made out hiking, riding chairlifts on spontaneous road trips and while in other countries. You are not my type of guy. We do not make friends when we go places. <laughs> Throughout the years, I've been a church planter. What the, what's a planter? Isn't church that what you planter? put a flower he plants, in? He plants churches. Senior pastor, worship leader, after-school program coordinator, youth pastor, and a snowboard instructor. What does that have to do with church? Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I have, I have a a church woman here. What what would you like to add to this conversation? Exactly what I said. Someone who plant he puts the seeds in the ground and a church just plants and pops up. Pops up. <laughs> That's literally what you just like said. Jack and the beanstalk. Yeah. Yes. They got magic church beans that they got to make sure to groom and water. Or, or it does like, like WandaVision. It, it does like WandaVision where like it builds a whole community from her powers and stuff. Right? Is it the sixth from day? Her... What day? What day does the church rise? And from her love of vision? The six. Okay. So I was right. Thank you. We need um, to, we need to ask the important questions now, uh, chair, like, uh, would these guys fuck Josh Giddy? Oh, okay. Well, put that on your profile, <laughs> it says pretty much one deal breaker. If you aren't intent on living like a Christian. So I'm already out. <laughs> this is Matthew age 36. Another Christian. To understand what makes me tick, you have to know that I sincerely care for people and always put concerted effort into my relationships. You should also know that I am driven by my faith, my family, and my consistent desire to improve in every area of my life. I truly believe that our experiences in life, the good and the bad, have combined to make us the people we are today. I wouldn't change anything because of that. Even my negative attributes have formed me in some way into the man I am today. That's too much for a dating. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. You just need to change your entire your entire bio to WWJGF. What would Josh Giddy fuck? Okay. Too much. Man's this too much. guy has no bio. Oh, that's not great. These are my favorite people. He's got a picture of him and he just scratched out the other people's faces so you knew which one was him. <laughs> that's Boy. better that's better than you know the people who all of their photos when i was on the dating websites like all their photos are then with other people so you don't know yeah and i'm are. like which one are you yeah 
Okay, this guy is six foot three. He's another Christian. Yeah. Um, oh God. Okay, I'll be honest. Life is a beautiful thing, but it scares me. Some days I have it all figured out and others I feel lost. This might sound dumb, but I think the purpose of life is the journey. Yeah, he's want- right. It does sound dumb. <laughs> I want to learn my purpose with a teammate, someone who be- will be spontaneous with me. Okay. My my thing with that, whenever I saw spontaneous in anyone's dating profile when I was on dating sites, was I would be like, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? And it's usually like, went to the grocery store at 2 a.m. It's always <laughs> awful. It's always the worst. Oh, boy. Ah! Are you there? Okay. What? I clicked off of it. Can you hear me? Oh. Okay. Good. What is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done, SP3? I mean, we've said a lot of fucking on this show, so um, I've fucking. had I've had a a a a sex in public. That's the most spontaneous thing I've ever done. That's illegal. <laughs> is it? Is it? Um, I'd say the most spontaneous thing I ever did was. When I was a teenager, I bought a plane ticket and flew to San Diego without telling my parents. I want. I once took a bus with my friend to Virginia for a catfish. I've been catfished. Yeah, I've been oh, catfished. Man. Oh, it's you. You got catfished, not your. Yeah, friend. I got cat. No, I got catfished. Oh, we got to. I dra- and I dragged my friend along for the catfishing. Okay, we're, we're, that's the hook for next week. We're telling yep. this catfish story. Oh, so we should do an all catfish episode because we talked we about we talked a little yeah. bit about catfish last week, but I can I can share my catfish and stuff my episode, my own episode that didn't when it wasn't airing. Okay, I'm gonna read this long ass bio. Oh boy. I don't like writing bios as I always feel that I won't describe myself properly. It also feels a little biased considering if you think about it, we're just trying to sell ourselves to someone else in the best positive light. But here it goes. I'm originally from the Chicago area and in my mid-20s moved to Michigan. I've been with the same company since I was 20 years old. I've been lucky enough to travel all over the United States and some other parts of the world paid for by work. I've had the opportunity to experience some amazing cultures and would consider myself a world citizen. Well, that's not a thing. (laughs) I enjoy going out to bars and restaurants, but also enjoy staying in cooking with a partner and watching Netflix or playing games. I'm a little bit city and a little bit country combined. Actually, it says in a little bit county combined. Been, I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, I was, I'm I was a little bit, bit country, <laughs> a little bit rock and roll. No, it doesn't say country. It says I'm a little bit city and a little bit county combined and can feel at home in either. My sense of humor, I suppose, could be described as somewhat dry and sarcastic, closer to British. As far as my personality, I'd suppose I'd describe myself as an introverted extrovert. I'm very quiet around people I don't know, but once I get to know them, I open up. I'm a very open and honest person, genuine, kind, and caring. I try to see the world through other people's eyes, even if I don't agree with them. If we match, I'm the type of person that isn't going to ghost you if I decide we're not a good fit, and I prefer the same in anyone that matches with me. We're all adults and can have a conversation about how we feel. Not everybody we meet on here is going to be the person for you, and that's okay as long as we're both open and honest with our feelings. If we manage to have a good conversation, I would definitely like to meet in person and see where it goes from there. I'm open to just making a new friend to finding someone I that I can't do without. 
I'm the type of person that if we go on a date and you're not feeling it, you tell me. I'm okay that, and we can go our separate ways, having having had an enjoyable night out. He said he was everything. So he was like, I'm an introvert, and I'm an extrovert, and I like being outside, and I like being inside, and I like the city, and I like the country, and like, what? I've, he also, I mean, he was he was lying to you immediately because he's like, I don't like writing bios, and then he gave you his life story and all of his personality traits. I don't understand. I don't like I don't like relationships that start with the a message lie, back. So. Like, do you like writing bios or not? <laughs> very confused. I'm very confused right now. This guy's bio just says eggs Benedict on a Christmas morning. See, that's the type of bio I like. That's a good bio. That's a good bio. Federico. 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 No bio. Case. His favorite quality in a person is curiosity. Curiosity killed the cat, though. Yeah. What the fuck? That can kill. Nah, curiosity gets people in trouble. It's just asking too many questions and shit. Just too much. Yeah, I hate curious people. Yeah. Uh, where to start? Well, probably at the beginning. <laughs> I was I raised know. in California and the Midwest. How were you raised in California and the Midwest? I moved out to California. Oh. Well, you weren't. How did you move to California if you were raised in California? Oh, you're being you're being too critical right now. I mean, you're being curious, I guess. So, thank you. Thank you. Could do without the traffic. When at the beach, I'd rather be in the waves with a board or not. It's all fun. What? (laughs) I love to golf, and I'm the kind of guy that would rather do that than watch. Best thing about the Super Bowl is it opens up the tea sheet. Other than that, I am up for anything. What is the tea sheet? I, I think golfing. Oh, okay. Yeah, tea. Oh, yeah, because everybody's watching the Super Bowl. So he would just rather go golfing by himself than watch the Super Bowl. He mm. sounds pretty lame. I value experiences and people more than things. I am an extroverted introvert. What the fuck is with these extroverted introverts? They're extra introverted. Don't mind the crowd. Don't mind crowds, but they exhaust me. Well, then you mind them. Also, don't (laughs) mind being at home. I like keeping it simple. I try to have a positive impact on the world with everything I do. I am looking for a friend and a partner. Fleeting relationships are not the most interesting thing to me at this point in my life. Going to leave it at that for brevity's sake. If anything interested you, reach out. Brevity! What? That was brevity! What are we that doing here? I, I legitimately feel like this segment has become us really like judging the, the bios. Like we're not judging the people; we're judging what they put in their bio. Well, then that's a little judgmental of the people. For I'm, no. judging, I'm judging all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging the bios on what the bio says. Like eggs Benedict on a Christmas morning. That's an A plus bio in my opinion. This guy's bio says that eggs. is a good bio. Ain't too proud to pound. A A A minus. He would fuck Josh Giddy. <laughs> Ask him if he would fuck Josh Giddy. <laughs> Just please message him that. This is all I want. Oh, this guy would be perfect for um, Jensen. His bio just says Dave and Buster's. 
Oh, <laughs> somebody who would, who would hey. fuck Josh Giddy and Dave and Buster's. Oh man, can you he imagine a double date? A. a double date with this man and Josh Giddy and Jensen and Cody going to a Dave and Buster's. Oh my god! Oh, that's such a. Oh my god! Yesterday oh, too on Martin Luther King Day, so Cody gets them in for free. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. You notice, you notice Cody announced his return on Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I be telling, I be telling, I be telling Cher, be be careful about the civil rights leader. That's everybody, Guys, everybody's favorite black titty civil rights leader. This bio says, Okay. I am legitimately bad at talking to girls. Change my mind. What? What? He, he's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because mm. then he he wants either the girls don't talk to him or they do talk to him and then he just can be like oh i fucked it up cuz i'm bad at, at talking i'm not doing the work here <laughs> like that's your job not mine <laughs> all right read read a couple more we got i'm looking i'm looking got a rafa show up <laughs> uh i'm telling you guys i'm going to start doing the top 5 thirst tweets of the week okay there you go but i did not prepare it for this week I'll know I found the one when she rides in on a fucking unicorn bearing gifts of love and affection. Thinks I'm amazing and wants to be the woo to my who. I swear to God. Can unicorns fly? I don't fucking know. What's a That's woo to your who? Like woohoo? Like woohoo. Like yin and yang, you know, the yin to my who yang. Who says that? I don't know. This person, apparently. This person. I thought they were talking about the fucking Grinch movie for a second. <laughs> Cindy Lou Woohoo or some shit. Who wants to be doing? the Cindy to my Lou Who? <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, zombie attack. Run or fight. This guy. Run. I mean, can't blame him. Okay. At least he's honest. Yeah. Oh. This guy's favorite movie is American Sniper. So I'm going to go for a no. Mm, okay. Moving on. Favorite movie? <laughs> Moving on. That's Not like, how can that be your favorite right. movie? Like, that's. Do you have um, taste? <laughs> I love traveling 24 countries so far. Well, look at you. Oh, I <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> the disdain and the disgust in your voice. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the bottom of his profile says MAGA need not apply. So, Ooh, oof, oof, oof. That didn't age well. Oh, did you guys hear that Kanye got remarried? Who? Kanye West. Oh, to who? That's how. To, to some to some woman that looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. Of course he did. Himself. He probably paid for her surgery to look like him. <laughs> Wouldn't well, be surprised. Good for him, I guess. They all deserve love, even Kanye. Hopefully, he leaves Kim alone. Okay, this guy's top three favorite things. Okay. Costco. 
Okay. Steinfeld. Okay. Wu Tang. Oh, he. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> the Wu. I liked him. Yeah. Wu Tang. He's, he's the only person I've liked today. <laughs> I can't wait for season three of their uh, their series. I liked that. That was Costco, Seinfeld, Wu Tang. <laughs> like, okay. Different levels. There's levels to this, ladies and gentlemen. Levels. <laughs> he got groceries, he got jokes, and he got bars. This guy's bio says physics grad. I have two cats named Scratch and Sniff. I can cook anything. I hate raw tomatoes. What? He can cook anything but raw tomatoes. I guess. Well, I guess you're not cooking them if they're raw. Raw tomatoes. You just gotta buy them. This is true. This guy has had a lot of Botox. Um, (laughs) I need a hug and a kiss if anyone cares. 100% single. 50 Italian. American. Born and raised in Southern California. Hmm. Okay. He's getting my book. He's from Southern California. Like me. Are you from Southern California? No, but that's what you chat said. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what is yeah. this you chat thing? Okay, it's just a thing that an AI generator like comes up with like a bio for you. And mine said that first it thought I was Cher Lloyd. It said I had 2.6 <laughs> million followers on Instagram. And then it said, she has also worked as a psychotherapist and licensed clinical social worker for almost 20 years. Look at that. That's impressive. That's an impressive resume, if you if you ask me. Yeah. Mine said, said, uh, True Hill SP3 is a wrestling journalist, which I'm not, and a commentator, maybe, based in Los Angeles, California. Pop. Uh, He is known for his work as a writer for outlets like SK Wrestling. Uh, did a little bit there and Fightful never wrote a word there and for his involvement with the true heel heat podcast with he co-host which he co-hosts with Chrissy love one true hill sp3 has been a regular guest on shows like something else I guess that would be FMC I don't know uh, and the dirty deeds podcast I don't know what that is and he is currently working on his own show which is set to debut in the new future it's telling me that okay, nice. cool. what are you working on <laughs> he has a strong passion for the industry and strives to bring the best content to his viewers and listeners that last part okay. is correct someone someone link me to this i'm trying to there. see if i can do yours jeremy okay thank you i'm sure uh, there are other jeremy lambert's out there so well i i do it with your um with your twitter, twitter name yeah. oh okay 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 yeah, I wonder what it would say if I just put SP3. What would it say? Jeremy Lambert is a journalist and writer for Fightful.com, where he covers professional wrestling and other combat sports. He is a frequent contributor to the site, writing news stories, reviews, and other pieces. He also appears on Fightful's podcast and YouTube channels. That's boring. My profile is very boring. I, just, I put SP3, and it says SP3 is an acronym for the SP3 transcript uh, transcription factor, which is a protein coding game. Diseases are associated with the, the, the gene based on best... I'm not... I don't, I don't even know how to say that word. And Wolf Wolfram syndrome. It is also the name of a certain uh, uh, orbitable hybridizations. These words are such, so big. 
Yeah, it's too big for me. I'm good. Okay, Jeremy, <laughs> I did it without the at, and it says okay. um, you have appeared on wrestling-related podcasts such as, such as Wrestling Observer Radio Network, What Culture Pro Wrestling, and you're a regular contributor to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. <laughs> I've, you know what? That's actually true because Dave Meltzer steals all my transcripts without crediting me all the time. So that's true. I am a regular contributor to the finally rest got of the it done. You, you finally got the I just credit don't, that you deserve. I, yeah, I just don't get any credit. But this AI knows. They did. They knew. They had you. They had your back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let, let's. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. Mine mine now says that I run a fashion vlog and I have my nice. own official merchandise store. Um, you do, don't you? I'm a fightful MMA boxing and pro wrestling news contributor, keeping up with the latest WWE, UFC, New Japan, and more. I also have my own Instagram account and YouTube channel where I post videos about fashion, makeup, and other topics. You have a byline on the website, so that's not... I did write one article about Uno. You did, but you have multiple bylines on the site, though. I'm pretty sure I, I have bylines on like. Oh yeah. Things. They still. But... They. I, I just put in mine again. They still got me on something else, but I'm also joining Jeremy on the Wrestling Observer Radio, and I'm a regular contributor to Fightful. Uh, Fightful Wrestling should have been Overbook because I'm the Roger Strong of Overbook. <laughs> All right, share. Do you want to plug anything on this show we have done? today yeah um check us out again next week and i'm going going i am going to have the top five tweets thirst tweets of the week i'm gonna start doing top five thirst tweets of the week um and next week i will be at dynamite and then so look for me me and my kids second row right in front of the camera you're gonna have a sign um, no, I'm going to be holding a kid. So uh, just look for the their, sign? look for their big the fucking heads. Um, you'll know my hair will be dyed by then. So you'll, it'll be split dyed again. You'll know it's me. And yeah, but you should still have a sign. Have a sign that says, imagine thinking Brian Danielson ain't the fucking goat. Oh, I may do that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good sign. I'm going to, mm. and have us like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego, but where in the world is Miro? Mm. Like, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It um real annoyed with dax and cash for taking time off right before this show especially since two weeks ago cash was like see you in lexington bitch um (laughs) anyways uh check us out next week i'm gonna have good thirst tweets and then i will uh not next week but the week after that i will tell my royal rumble experience nice there we go sp3 don't plug anything uh, I'm plugging the fact that I now know uh, sign language uh, because I watched The Circle, and hopefully we can talk about The Circle either next week or the week after. This means fire. I'm fire out here in these streets. Um, and, um, yeah, no, I'll tell I'm my... not even going to get me to do that. <laughs> uh, and next week, I will be telling my catfish story, and we will, be, we will be giving you the top 10 greatest catfish episodes of all time. I already gave us a whole hook for next week. Follow me, True Hill SP3 from Los Angeles, and uh, listen to me on Wrestling Observer Radio and the Something Else podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Appreciate y'all. Check out all the stuff we have going on. Stop that. Uh, we have going <laughs> on on Fightful Overbooked, New Tag Talk, Haley and Kylie. Uh, they were live yesterday. Go check that out. Uh, we have a new New Japan podcast dropping today. 
Caden and Kylie have a, a show, Book It, talking about Kenny Omega's IWGP US title reign, what they predict, what, how they would book it. Um, that's coming out this week. I'm going to try to get on Twitch later this week, but I had the game stream from last week up there. Uh, Tim and Joel, th- this show, Newsworthy, a bunch, a bunch of other stuff. We got, we got content all that. We're doing shorts. I, I'm clipping shorts now, like the saluting show. the shorts. Go back in time and, of course, uh, share this link everywhere because this is the greatest episode we've ever done. You can you can watch, look at the short where I thought Cher said come last week when she said calm. I was very proud of that one. Come, <laughs> clipping calm, of calm. That one. I do kind of uh, say it. I, I say it like there's like something in my thank throat. Thank you. Calm. Oh, it sounds like, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we picked again. We used the new peak. We missed the new valley. Every time they think we've hit the top, we just keep going up. Uh, next week we'll have thirst sweets. We'll have catfish stories, and we'll have fucking Josh Giddy on this show. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc